0: podcast the show dedicated to the half demon hero hosted by me kate thompson and me mark david christiansen yeah. yeah! And today we have like the most awesome coolest guest in the world Omar Najam. He's a writer he's a director. You can see him on TBD Bites, El Ray Nation and on the El Ray Network and listen to him on the podcast. Thank you for
1: questing. Woo! What's up you two and everyone? I was I did
0: a pretty uh, morning zoo DJ in a way. You really did. <laughs> but they were Cause the credits felt too legitimate. I needed to give them some sauce. <laughs> they,
1: yeah, hey. they were very Oscar announcing as they were typed out. I'm glad that. And if we can put like a dog barking sound effect in the background, great. I'll find that.
0: Uh, that might just happen in my apartment. So, Omar, tell us a little
2: bit about El Rey Nation and El Rey Network. Because I, I, have you worked directly with Hector Navarro? Because I think he was part of that. Or am I wrong? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, you're completely on the money. Hector, uh, who's a very good friend of mine, uh, is also a co-host on LRay Nation, which is just like a geeky talk show that you can find on if you have cable on LRay Nation as well, or on on the LRay Network as well as on Amazon and iTunes. This sounds so pluggy. This is just the information that I'm like. I just want to make sure I Oh, no, We wanted a plug, but yeah, Hector and I uh, have an ongoing joke on the show that we look very similar, <laughs> uh, and so sometimes bits get interchanged and we confuse people. People uh and yeah, but other than that, we just like you know when the cameras are off, we just talk about the Simpsons. I
3: love
2: it. Yeah, he just he just started rewatching the whole seasons of Simpsons. I noticed. Yeah, yeah I just saw him post about that. He is he does every
1: uh, really quick just to talk about Hector. I know we're here to talk <laughs> hey, about Hector. Hector's Hellboy, been really, on <laughs> been on here, so we get it. <laughs> this is
0: all crap, a Hector podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he. he I have never met anyone more like completion-y than Hector because he tweeted out something a little while ago that was like, if you wanted to get every reference in Disneyland, what would you have to watch? Let's go land by land. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, this is a fun thing. Tomorrowland, for sure Star Wars, these movies, uh, Buzz Lightyear, uh, and, like, one other thing. And then he was like, that's great. And then he went through and he was like, you would actually need to get (laughs) this and this. You'd actually also need to know Incredibles for this random reference in the restaurant. And I was like, you're just, like, a genius nerd, man. (laughs) He really is. That's such
0: an admirable, like, to be such a completionist, like... Uh, I. It's I don't know. I outside of my. I love. He- I, I love think.
2: Hector. I don't know if I'd call that admirable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I love. It's more I of do- an obset- a, a compulsion. <laughs> yeah,
2: like it feels. I love Hector, and like sometimes the one he decides to complete a franchise, I feel bad for him because I'm like, you you have you have a sickness and you can't say no to it. He's like making himself like walk on coals as far as like now you have to watch all this dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, good luck watching all those Transformers movies, buddy. Oh no.
1: Transformers, we gotta start with Mary Shelley. And you're like, oh, <laughs> no. Uh,
2: but enough of Hector. We want to know more about you, Omar.
1: I am am like just right now on the table all my cards i'm just so happy to be chatting with both of you that's great this is the best
0: yeah dude i miss you man
1: i miss you so much it's like (laughs) i don't know if i can like do things because like because we work together yeah like every so often i'm like i'll go grocery shopping but where's kate oh wait (laughs) Hold Dude, on. <laughs> I
0: literally was—I was buying um, spin drifts, and I was like, "Oh!" Like it made me think about going on grocery runs with Omar. Oh man,
1: Spindrift City. Oh. We can
0: say—I guess we can say very little about what we do. Sure. We're PA's on a secret show. Yes, That's it.
1: we can say that much.
0: That's all we can say. So we go. Sometimes we'll do grocery runs and things like that. And yeah, if I'm at a Ralph's and I'm like you know putting in my phone number i was like i always think like i mean not not you know it's not this far i'm not like losing my mind but like where i'm like omar do you want to put your phone number in to get ralph's points <laughs> you know just know, things that are co- being recalled in my in my production assistant brain it's muscle
1: memory yeah it's like you know we gotta grab i'm wondering how much to say i want to put in little bits like i want to go I grab know. lemons for george i feel like that's a safe little joke that only both of us would get i don't think that that's was fine really, i don't think <laughs> anyone else needed to I don't hear get that it, so there you CBS go cbs is
0: like knocking on my door i mean no i mean a network is knocking on my door <laughs> oh
1: shit we're doing great oh we're god really good at the secret thing
0: <laughs> i've never met omar before in my life
1: no, and I've never seen um either of you perform. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> you
1: guys are really backpedaling
2: very badly. <laughs> so yeah. What uh
1: how's the how yeah, I don't even know.
2: How, <laughs> I, I mean know. during these crazy times though, how have you been Omar?
1: I, hanging in. It's all heartbreaking and terrible. Uh Yeah. To be completely honest, it's like every morning you wake up and it is like a new brand of a nightmare. And it doesn't have to be. That's the worst part, I think, for me. Um, But in terms of my own personal stuff, I feel like everyone's working on things, doing stuff, reading things. Uh, Just being a nerd really made us prepared for quarantine a little bit. I think you're right. (laughs) I was like, I guess I'll just go back and read all the comics now.
0: I
2: 100% agree with you. I like Uh, I've realized through quarantine that like everybody's talked about stir craziness and I Mm -hmm. sadly have not experienced it, but I think it's because (laughs) I am very comfortable with my fiance and the time we spend together. It's great. And like, just being able to sit and, like, read something or be by myself, I'm like, I'm fine with it.
3: <laughs> right,
2: right, right. <laughs> There's a bunch of stories that I can read and entertain myself. Like, and I, I don't know, and I've saved a bit of money on not going out.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's another huge thing. Yeah, it's been very, like... Uh I just watched, I rewatched Tron Legacy because I'm rewatching everything right now. And <laughs> uh, Flynn is just like meditating by a window because there's no day or night in the computer. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, that. That checks out. That's the vibe.
0: <laughs> yep, that's us. <laughs> oh, Omar, I also wanted to ask you. Can you talk a little bit about thank you for questing too?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a very fun podcast. Play. It's a, It's an improvised RPG podcast. Oh cool. yeah. So we've got no book. Uh, we're not going off of anything. And the plan was every month would get like a theme and a land. Uh, based around that theme. So like the first one, it was January. So it was just like, oh, it was like New Year's. So it was like an entire like clockwork town uh, at the top of a mountain that was all Arctic animals. And Chris Bramante, uh, Mia Rosella, Kelly Nugent are the players. I am the DM uh, or GM, I suppose. And uh, Annalise Nelson does the music. And it's just fun. It's just, It feels like wandering through you know, Disneyland to harken back to actor Navarro. It's Navarra. such a cool <laughs>
0: idea. I love the shifting of that. Yeah, like of the backdrop. Like that's, it's it's just a great idea. I think it's so cool. It sounds Thank great.
2: You. Thank you so much. I'll have to check that out immediately after it, we're done here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go check it out.
1: <laughs> it is very, it's zany. It's a, it's a good zany fun time and it feels very <laughs> like claymation-y. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: you're selling me, so that's great.
1: Selling
2: Uh, me. All right. Well, I want to know, uh, Omar, a little bit about like what's your history with comic books? Start like when, when, how long have you been reading comic books? Was it from a young age or whatever? Just your history with it.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about this uh, and I realized. The first comic I ever got was from a hotel. Weird. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so but my folks are British, and so when they moved to the US, they were like, we got to drive all the time because we don't get to see this stuff in England. And so, like, vacations were like, we had to go on trips. And we went to this one hotel, and they were like, oh, if you have kids, we give out free comics. And it was like, I, I'm pretty sure it was either a Wonder Twins comic Or it was like two kids meet the Wonder Twins and it wasn't a Wonder Twins comic. It was their comic, like, I don't know. Uh, Kevin and Nancy meet the Wonder Twins. And- I would love
0: that the Wonder Twins are like backstory, like background yeah. story for Kevin and Nancy.
1: It's just like a giraffe and like a bucket of water and they're just like, oh kids, what's up? What's up? Oh. They have like
0: a totally normal day and then they're like, oh there's the Wonder Twins. Oh cool.
1: <laughs> How's it going? Oh. And they're just at Ralph's. Yeah. And they're like, who's who wants to enter their points to save twenty <laughs> cents on cats? <laughs> Um so I read that comic like nonstop because it's all we had in the car for entertainment and so I just kept going back and like reading it and that kind of like planted the bug a little bit. And then in uh, high school, I went to my first comic book convention. And just because my friend Sabra was really bored in chemistry class and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to WonderCon in San Francisco. Do you want to go? And so my brother and I went and it was just like the greatest thing. I feel like going to a convention is such a great way to get into comics because you see all of it.
0: Yeah, That's jumping in the deep end. Right.
1: You're just you're in it. You're just launched into a haunted house and you're like, so you better cool. like ghosts. And you're like, I love them. <laughs> I love that. And That's so awesome. do you remember was... anything from like
2: what stood out as in that first WonderCon experience?
1: Yes, actually. So we were um, shuttled in by stormtroopers, which I still think is a little too Creepy for me. Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little authoritarian. <laughs> yeah, they're like right this way, and I'm like, no, I've seen the movies.
0: I'm not part of <laughs> the Rebel Alliance. <laughs> I, I don't
1: want. I don't want the. Do you have? Is there staff? Yeah. Um, but it was. Uh, I the first purchase for one dollar. I bought an Evil Dead poster. Sick. That someone was just like getting rid of, and awesome. it, My dreams had already come true. The first two minutes of this convention. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You were like, well, that was a successful con.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, a job well done. Okay. We can go. <laughs> we took a two-hour bus ride to San Francisco. Then I, I saw, I was searching through a bin, and I don't think I had purchased a comic before. And I saw the uncanny X-Men cover, Death to All Mutants, I think, where it's like, all they're all just blasted into skeletons. Yes. Cool. And I just saw the cover, and I was like, what could this be? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, clearly the X Men still are around. So, how is this possible? And then from there, it was just like, I just bought him, and I bought, like, I think the first 50 issues of Cable that day. I love it. It cost me Cable's all of like, very cool looking. She's got that glowy eye.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that just big ass gun. Did he have an M
2: on his face as well as Bishop? I forget.
0: I thought I, it was just Bishop. I think
2: you're right. It might just be Bishop. Cable
1: might have not gotten
2: that mark. Okay. Sorry, I was a weird deviation. Hey, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a
1: good, no, I think that's a good point, and I feel like, I mean, that has to come up in subtext, but at some point, Bishop should just be like, look, I got the M, you didn't, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I feel like that's deserved. Like,
2: yeah, why didn't you get the mark, you asshole? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so then from there, because I didn't have, like, a lot of, like disposable income i for me like spending a dollar on an evil dead poster was like cashing out i was like scrooge mcduck right, sure. in my brain but a the local library the san jose public library system was run by nerds and so there was just like every comic you could ever want uh the in the library that's so that's
2: amazing yeah so what are your The library is
0: so essential is. i love and it and now
2: with the digital age hoopla we we praise it every
0: hoopla, digital my favorite Company? I don't know.
2: <laughs> they, yeah, I think so, right? Hoopla needs yeah. to sponsor us. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> I put out the good word of Hoopla, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> We're expecting that Jack.
0: What was your um like Hellboy background? Like, if you had any, do you, you know also what? it's yeah. not a
1: necessity. This oh my gosh, this is bonkers. This all ties in. I swear this is like not planned. Um so <laughs> my I went for all, like, the very, like, standard stuff in terms of, like, like, like that first day at WonderCon, I was just like, I gotta gobble up all the things. Death of Superman, this is probably gonna be worth a lot. It's not. Yeah. Um, right. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, like, just, like, you know, collected, like, all these, like, you know, classic Batman stories and stuff. My brother, on the other hand, my middle brother, was just so attracted to the stuff that's, like, two inches to the left. Yeah. And so this is before, like, I, if I'm... if. If I have my timeline correct, like this is before like the Hellboy movie was like produced and stuff, it might be wrong, but he just pulled out all these random comics and one of them happened to be this like Hellboy graphic novel that he picked up and I forget exactly which one but my brother was just like so in love with it and so when I blew through all my comics we like swapped and I read Hellboy because my brother was like this is interesting this guy's got a big fist <laughs> smokes <laughs> he's got like a cigar every so often and he's uh punching skeletons this is <laughs> my kind of jam Hell yeah. Love it. And that was it. It was like from day one. Like Hellboy was one of the first comics in my in my household growing up that was like the go-to franchise. Well,
2: that's amazing to hear. That's awesome. Because <laughs> that's like that's not normally the norm, it feels like. It feels like it's a fr- like you said, sort of a fringy comic.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what like my family's odd. <laughs> so like we I think that's what we, <laughs> we soaked it up. Like you know, the Superman stuff is like all very fun and everything like that, but I think we got bored with like this dude's very handsome, but get this, he's also successful, but get this. He's also <laughs> right. in a relationship. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm very happy. Uh, This is yeah. The relatability
0: of this character is zero.
1: (laughs) He's just a good dude, and his villains like are they also good people that they have to navigate? No, they're just like legit horrible. Okay, well that's pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah.
1: Whereas like Hellboy seemed like something to like sink our teeth into. Yeah. And there was something so great, and also like the world of Hellboy is like our world in a way. Like there's like Baba Yaga running around, and that's a real like, tail. So, yeah. I don't know. There was something else to that, where it was, like, you know, like, Brainiac, it's like, I can't look up a history book and be like, oh, yeah, Brainiac. This <laughs> right. History of Brainiac. So, yeah, we just, we loved it. Um, and we, and then the, you know, the movies came out, which we ate alive and quoted uh, incessantly, and just had a great time.
2: <laughs> That's awesome! I love that. That's amazing. Uh, before we move on to the story, I want, what are your other, like, top three comic books of all time?
1: I... Love. Oh man, what a question. I That's started hard. to answer and then I freaked myself out.
0: Do, okay, so maybe not all time, be like just ones that come to yeah, mind sure. that you enjoy. Right. Let me see. Top if I... three of all time is so much pressure.
2: <laughs> I, got them. I got them ready to go. <laughs> <Just
0: kidding. laughs> I don't. I sure wouldn't. I'm, I can't even think of three comics right now. I'm like, I don't know.
1: I'm trying to think of like some some, like, what would, like, my own personal, like, backlog ones. I love X Factor. Great. Cool. Because it's, like, the show Angel, but in the Marvel Universe. (laughs) Love it. And it's, like, and again, it's sort of like that, like, not great, like, not good, not bad, like, you just get to, like, live these stories and adventures and characters go through things. Have Um, you read
0: Joss Whedon's, like, a bunch of uh, his, any of his, like, other X-Men stuff or, like Uh, because I know you're a big Joss Whedon guy.
1: Yeah, I was reading... uh, Yeah, Astonishing X-Men was like a huge go-to in my friend group um, back in high school. And then, well, that comic went on for a while because it took a while to make it. In fact, I asked Joss Whedon a question about Astonishing X-Men one time. Where? Uh, I think at a convention where I was like, you do so many things, what's your favorite medium to work in? And he was like, they're all great, but I love working with... the art you know john the artist on uh on astonishing so nice. and then he stood up and everyone clapped and i was like cool
3: <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: <laughs> my bag is heavy with comic books I love it. <laughs> i'm just gonna throw just because they're on the top of my i'm not gonna overthink this Go i'm it. just kidding i'm gonna say yeah also fables is just like a blast because it's you know so good stories like that and then I really enjoy saga like I legitimately just like I don't think you can overhype saga I think it's a very fun book
2: I I'm with you 100% I love saga
1: it's just so great and there's like other stuff like you know Ed Brubaker random stories where it's like kids on motorbikes in a dystopian future and you're just like yeah let's go for a ride but yeah um, always
0: enjoyable blankets
1: and stuff but I think those three are just especially on the topics of hellboy
0: Blankets is really good if you want to get
1: real sad. Yeah, that's a very good, that's a very good disclaimer.
0: (laughs) Which is like, you know, that's a genre, man. Like sometimes you want to read something that's just going to, you're going to tear up. Or like yeah. watch a movie or something that's going to make you sad, you know?
1: It's, uh, it's always, a, it's, I mean, it's not always a good time, but like you, when you click it on, you're like, right. <laughs> like for me, it's like an experience. Big fish. yeah, you're just like, all right, let's do it. Hopefully no one's coming into the living room for the next two hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. But how about both of you? I, cause you were so ready. I, uh, I need to know your top three.
2: Planetary is... Up there.
1: Oh my gosh. Why didn't I say planetary? I think, planetary yes.
2: b- I, I think most books that are like on the top of my head are like ones that like by the end of the read, I sort of like, it felt like a real journey, I guess, mm-hmm. even emotionally. And I think that is a, I, I love comic books and I'll forever love them, but I do think they tend to at least entry point level. I think it's hard. It's very surprising when they can like move me emotionally or they at least that the creators try. I think it's rarer than when they actually really, really try to. Planetary did that for me. Uh, I think Saga is definitely in my top three. And then I think off the top of my head, I mean, I, I'm putting Hellboy aside. I probably have to say Fantastic Four's, Jonathan Hickman's run of Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. Because I think he's the first one when I read it. And I've, I've re- I I've went back and I reread the original run and it's fun. But like Hickman's really defined for me how much that comic book works when it's about family. So, mm-hmm. And I just, yeah. And I think he just really blew out Franklin for me because I think so yes. many people thought Franklin was just like this in- invincible being. And I think he's way more complicated. And that sort of showed that to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a good
2: run. Yeah. Uh, I have the Omnibuses, and it's just so good. <laughs> so, those are mine at the time. I mean, there's probably plenty more, but I was like, I'll just pick the three.
3: <laughs> Kate?
0: That's
2: so funny. I guess I should.
0: I mean, I, I mean, just like off the top of my head, pro, I mean, Love and Rockets for sure. I was going to guess that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so good. I... I'm a bit, I mean, these are not like, you know, you're not going to have to look far for the ones that I really like. (laughs) Like, I really like, I really like Bone.
1: Oh my gosh. Yes.
0: Bone's good. And then also Rose, which is sort of a prequel with like Charles Vest drawing it. I like Charles Vest a lot. Like I like, um, I had, uh, Stardust when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. like the Neil Gaiman, Charles Vest Stardust. And I remember, at f- like, the art growing on me. At first, I was like, this is crazy looking. Like, his noses are so flat and crazy. Like, <laughs> the just the way that he drew, like, facial features with these, like, big, big chins. And, like, I was like, I've never seen anybody draw like this. I guess it's sort of like a nod to, like, I don't even know what you would call. Oh, that style, like a, almost like a 20s deco style, I guess. Oh, sure,
1: sure, yeah.
0: Like vague, I I don't know, man, I'm talking out of my ass right now. pointy,
1: pointy, nosy. Yeah, pointy, pointy nosy art style.
0: (laughs) But I love how he, like, draws dragons and shit. I think it's just cool. Uh Yeah, that's, I I guess that's what comes to mind off the top of my head. I mean, I'm also liking Harrow County right now, which is like a, scary which kind of a comic yeah it's real fun and yeah yeah that's like that's pretty much what comes to my brain <laughs> i mean hellboy dude i fucking love hellboy so much oh i didn't um i think i probably have told you this omar before but i didn't start reading hellboy until i dave asked me to do this podcast oh really so, Yeah, so no pressure on having any Hellboy background (laughs) knowledge. Because I'm reading all this shit for the first time.
1: Which the barn? Because, Dan, I don't know if you heard this story, but Kate and I were like working together for like maybe two months. And then, uh, Kate, you mentioned. The podcast and I didn't connect the dots that cause I listened to the podcast and I was just like Yeah, he was like, Oh, I've sh- heard that. <laughs> it was because of your pin. You have like a Hellboy pin on your bag and so yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, hell yeah, Hellboy. And then you're like, Yeah, I've got this podcast. And I was like, That's so funny, two Hellboy podcasts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is another one. There's there, Hellboy Book Club too. Yeah. Like they do their research.
1: <laughs> oh that sounds like a lot of work yeah <laughs> hey if you love doing we're it,
0: la- do it. lazy reacting to it lazy reacting we're we're just
2: part of the podcast noise out in there in the world <laughs> it's
1: fine i read comics like i watch sports where i'm just like oh yeah good yeah <laughs> You're not like, yeah, you're not like dying for, yeah. So here's the, how they, like, I'm just like, they, they got the ball. <laughs> nice. All right. That's
0: probably the healthiest way to approach any fandom that I've ever heard. Yeah, well done.
1: I just enjoy it. Did they beat Thanos? Oh, not on this one. Oh, shoot. I hope they do ah, not time <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, they oh, yeah. oh, bless. I love it. I love that lack of aggro anger that sometimes comes with. <laughs> fandom of anything like that I guess it's very healthy and I like it a lot I, I,
2: I even still have that aggro like I weirdly this is a tangent but recently was watching this behind the scenes about Rise of the Skywalker making mm-hmm. and I just got so aggravated by it <laughs> that I just started texting a friend like, about like all my opinions of Star Wars and I games. think you're, I was just you're like, more of
0: like a passionate dude <laughs> than like a you're not like you wouldn't be like if I was like oh I never saw like or I never read any peripheral Star Wars stuff you wouldn't be like what you're totally missing out what are you stupid? <laughs>
3: no. Like you would never
0: be like you know belittling somebody for not being super like being like you don't know who salacious crumb is like you know what i mean i (laughs) would be
1: like the crux of the star wars universe if
0: i
2: I ever do that please
0: uh, you don't discard
2: me forever (laughs) you
0: don't i think you both are i think you're passionate about it in a way that's completely like lacking any judgment for somebody for who is maybe has not been introduced to something or whatever
1: I get it. I would like I mean? to toss two pieces of coal into the fire really quickly Ooh. inspired by what you just said. Ooh. Kate, one is um I just want to mention I saw this video on Twitter. Uh, I think it was originally a TikTok about how if you if you move all the titles of the Star Wars movies, it makes a lot more sense. I saw this. That <gasps> I, I like I, what it, is it? I it have changed to go watch like it. my mind. Like, and by that I don't mean like a decision. I mean like in my head uh, now I have different titles for the movies. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> because so funny. I was like, Phantom Menace does make sense. <laughs> like you're right. That is, yeah, that is it. Uh I'll send it to you, Kate, because it's like I a gotta watch it. Big old breakdown. Yeah, it's really it's interesting. Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, good, good, no disagreements per se <laughs> it all kind of makes sense although like empire has to be called empire because it's like i you know you can't separate yeah, those titles
2: i feel like the first ones those are the ones i was like
0: eh.
2: yeah the prequel stuff right yeah like well the prequel stuff i feel like you can shuffle around and they'll make more sense i think mm-hmm. the originals i'm like yeah leave those alone <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, yeah, because New Hope, you're just like, yeah, I mean, it just checks out. Ben Kenobi's just like, oh, thank God, all right, fine. I can finally talk to you about the lightsaber. Yeah, um, um, that, yeah.
2: I, <laughs> yeah. But I agree. I mean, I have. I mean, this is a whole other podcast that we need to argue about. This.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. We gotta my, post the link to this video when we post the episode.
1: I will. Uh, my second piece of cold to chuck out is I think after this, I might. With your permission, Kate, to run with this, I might take the Rise of Skywalker trailer and then scrub out the Emperor's Laugh and put Salacious Scrum's Laugh instead. I'll allow
0: it. <laughs> with my permission. Just to see how it plays.
1: I think Just it's going to gonna play better.
0: I've, I I wish I could do the Laugh better. I want to try it, but I also don't want to like blow out my microphone right now. Do it. <laughs> it's I can't do it. That was great. Yeah. Ah! He's got like a ah! He's very Muppety, you know? Yeah. They're fun. That was
1: good. You got like that labyrinth energy, the Henson energy behind That's it.
0: That's a big Henson energy. <laughs>
2: We need to coin that big Henson energy.
0: That is so big Henson <laughs> you can, energy. You guys can have
2: that. A... <laughs> you can take it. Well, you're the one that has it, not us.
1: No. I, I give it away. <laughs> you wanted the big Henson energy? Take it.
2: <laughs> well, off of oh, that big man. Henson energy, I think that's a good transition into this story because as puppets... Uh, it does, um, yeah. Take it over, Kate. Let's walk through the story, yeah. the the Vampire of Prague.
0: The Vampire of Prague, and so this one was written by Mike Mignola, uh, but it was illustrated by P. Craig Russell, colored by Laverne Kinzierski, Kinsir- Laverne Kinzierski. Uh, lettered by Galen Showman, edited by Scott Alley. Boo, he's bad.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Originally published in uh, Hellboy Volume Seven: The Troll Witch and Others. That was in October 2007. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I mean, we'll just hop right into it. It's. I, I feel bad, Omar, getting you on a sh- on an issue that's not drawn by Mignola, But I feel like you've already read some, so you're. You're acquainted with the
1: cool, cool art. I also just Uh, remembered a ridiculous story (laughs) that I'm going to share really quickly because I started saying it. I'm just going to get out of my system. I I just remembered we had to take a philosophy class senior year uh, in high school, and we all hated it. And so I hope this doesn't get back to that teacher, but, uh, I it have. was just like a, a weird, <laughs> yeah, in that case, I'm going to package this and I'm going to burn it onto a CDR and send it over <laughs> <laughs> CDR. with play me with no other, <laughs> no other indication. And we had to do an assignment at the end. That was like a philosophical like argument. The thing is like, I don't know if we were really learning philosophy. That's the thing. I feel like, you know, if you're learning philosophy and I don't know if we were learning philosophy. So like we all just, like, did a... We, we like, phoned in the projects, and mine was two philosophers I made up. I forget who... The first one might have been Shonda Rhimes, uh, and the second one was Mike Mignola. And I, like, pretended that these were published <laughs> philosophers and just, like, talked about their works and their arguments, and I got an A. And I was like, this can't, this can't... I feel
0: like, you know, Mignola has pretty distinct philosophies uh, that... You could could
1: construe from these books. That is, now that's true. Had I done that, that would have been valid. (laughs) Had I done work, it was completely made up where I was like, and then Shonda came in and said, Mike, I don't, you know, I disagree on the assertion that a priori knowledge, yada, yada, yada. So uh,
0: (laughs) I love bullshitting homework for a class you don't give a fuck about. It's like, I, I mean, you hate it at the time, but it's very funny to think about where you're just like just grinding against any <laughs> learning that like it, I, I it took so many classes like that where I was just like, I how could I get this done as fast as possible? Right. It's an improv warm up. on something else. It is yeah, preparing it is. us for life. <laughs> I mean, I would argue preparing you for bullshitting.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would argue that, that that schools along with they should teach kids finance, they should teach. Kids uh, bullshitting in public schools because that yes. bullshitting will get you further than because look at all the that's what they do. It's just not written in the curriculum.
0: Yes, <laughs> it should be part of the SAT. <laughs> yeah, dude, me taking the SAT was eighty percent bullshit. <laughs> at a certain point, you're like, I, I looks pretty light on C's. <laughs> my, my Scantron is pretty light on C's. I don't know much, but C's. what I
1: know about statistics. This yeah. is impossible. I'm gonna go and scrub out some of these <laughs> I Can't
0: have this many bees in a row, can I? <laughs> <Just> so dumb. <laughs> oh
1: man, sorry. Anyway, um, I completely derailed no, I was jumping totally into page good. one, but
0: I love it.
2: It's great. I know this is another, but we do have a Mignola cover here that we have. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, mm-hmm. that's
0: true. That's true. Which is and an introduction. I think what's really interesting too here is Mignola mentions that he. I, well, I'll just read it. My first trip to Prague was with director Guillermo del Toro back in 2000 to scout locations for his film Blade Two and to look for Kafka puppets. We had better luck with the locations. Guillermo did finally find a Kafka puppet. Pu- uh, excuse me, Kafka puppet, but it had no coat or hat, and I think a proper Kafka puppet needs both. But the puppet we both fell in love with was a horrible, pop eyed, green faced thing with little playing cards tucked into its sleeve. Pinned to its coat was a little book telling the legend of the Gambler Ghost of Prague. Um, for this story, I've stayed faithful to the Gambler legend but I've taken the liberty of turning him into a vampire. There are supposedly a few vampires who haunt Prague, but they tend to be pathetic characters. One waits for, to, for people to hurt themselves so he can lick their blood off the ground. <laughs> Another lives in a pond and eats fish. Sad. Uh, <laughs> He's right sad. Most of the little puppet shops in Prague are gone now, but there are still a few good ones on the castle side of the Charles Bridge. Um, and the Charles Bridge, we see a lot of statues throughout this comic of real statue, like uh, illustrations of statues yeah. that are real throughout Prague and on the Charles Bridge as well. The best of these was the inspiration for the last part of this story. I originally planned to draw this one myself, but when it came, came clear that that was never going to happen, the only artist I could think of for it was P. Craig Russell. I've been a fan of Craig's work for a very long time, everything from Kill Raven, And Elric to his super-epic ring of, uh, Nibelon? Nibelon? We've worked together several times over the years, but always with Craig inking my pencil drawings. This was the first time writing for him, and to say I was intimidated, well, that doesn't begin to cover it. I gave Craig a script with all the dialogue, I usually write the dialogue after it's drawn, And then a very loose description of the action. I didn't try to tell Craig how to do anything. I didn't break the plot down by pages. I didn't even say how many pages the story had to be. I just turned it over to Craig with some pictures of the gambler ghost puppet and got the hell out of the way. (laughs) The vampire of Prague was done specifically for this collection with Craig's regular colorist, Laverne Kinzirsky, the letterer Galen Showman. So, cool. yeah, so he kind of talks a little bit about just kind of uh, like I thought it was cool that he went on this trip. I, I didn't realize that he had worked on Blade 2 at all, I guess he or, or I don't know if he went as an employee of the production company at the time or or if he was just like friends with Del Toro and was yeah. like, I want to go to Prague. Did Blade 2,
2: by the way, I did. Ha- I did. The thing you read is not it's an afterword in the library edition. That's why I was confused. Uh, Whoops. (laughs) But then, uh, instead of an intro, but uh, is Blade 2, I'm trying to remember if Blade 2 came out before or after Hellboy. Oh, I don't know either. That's what I was, because I was like, I, I think that will tell us what we can infer... Um, in regards to, like, his Guillermo relationship.
1: Let's do some investigating. Hellboy
0: came out in 2002.
2: So, yes, so he would have been, he probably got, I bet he just started talking about Hellboy or working with him as a consultant because Hellboy didn't come out until 2004.
1: Right. right.
2: So you probably had a relate really, an early relationship with Guillermo, is what I'm assuming. And then and, I, and they were always talking must, about Hellboy, but I bet you Blade 2 yeah. because of it. I believe that movie was fairly successful when it came out, probably led them to being able to make Hellboy, is what I'm guessing.
1: Right. You're
0: probably right. The Blade movies are so cool. First comic yeah, book movies.
1: I, I mean not the first first obviously, but like
0: first first very big ones, right? Like I mean successful ones besides like superman and
1: yeah like yeah you know. like marvel like this is a dude <laughs> comic book movies yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah i don't think people give blade the credit sometimes I, I mean maybe now i think people are like have recognized it but yes, yeah yeah
2: I, I mean i'm not i'm not in love with them but i do mm-hmm. but i think i don't I, I but i don't have i couldn't talk shit on him is what i'm saying right <laughs> i think the first right. blade movie
0: is so fun it is very fun i would agree Oh, man. And there I, are redeeming things about it. I like the Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah. I think he's good. Well, I think well, he's a
2: good action star. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm very excited that Marvel's going to revamp it with. Uh, I, I always mess up his first name because I'm horrible. Uh, oh,
0: I didn't know they were revamping it. Oh, yeah.
2: It. They've announced already. M- Masharla. Masha,
0: how do you say these guys? Oh, um, M- M- uh Maharshala, Maharshala, Maharshala Ali. Ali. Yeah, he's
2: supposed to be yes. the new yes. Blade, which is. Yeah. Uh, That's I'm awesome. I'm screaming over it. I'm a creep.
1: That He's was so screaming.
2: <laughs> they like, cause they Dave's announced that last Comic-Con, it. right? Yeah. Along that was, with their big, like he came and like showed up.
1: <laughs> that was such like a, I've never seen anything just tossed out and to like a crowd, and then just like they like got into a van and drove off, because it was like. Yeah. And by the way, a Blade movie's coming out. We're like, what? And they're like, anyway, we gotta go. We gotta. We got some other stuff we're doing. Yeah. And it's just like it's only gonna like we're just like chomping at the bit to see what they do. It's gonna be so um,
2: good. He's
0: gonna be so good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just hope I, I I mean they haven't. I don't think they have a script or anything of like that. But I'm just. I like hearing who they get to direct
0: and all those projects.
2: So yeah. I I like to hear all that.
0: Did you? Did anybody watch the second season of Rami? I haven't yet, unfortunately, because I need really to finish. He's really good in it. Oh yeah. He's like, <laughs> the f- he's he's really oh, good. That's, in good. It. <laughs> that's Awesome. I need. I mean, he's just so good. He just mm-hmm. elevates stuff that he's in. Oh, I 100.
2: It's the only reason I watched Green Book is because he's a good actor.
0: Still haven't.
2: <laughs> still have car. You're not that. missing anything. <laughs>
0: yeah. Move on. That we this episode is such a we are on tangent. Yeah, we're on tangent, tangent. town. We're on
2: tangent town. Well, okay, Let's, let's get back on. Uh, you know, speaking let's of speaking comic. of uh, green books, there's nothing.
1: Uh, there's <laughs> nothing
2: green about Mignola uh-huh. and his great cover.
0: Sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Real experienced. Uh. I'm a Segway king. Thank you. <laughs> It is Yeah, it's a great okay. cover. Yeah, it's very creepy. I gotta, like look at it. Yeah, it's so like um it reminds me a lot of Goldeneye, like the statue stuff in Goldeneye. I love that when he goes to like that when he gets put in the helicopter that sequence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. totally yep also r- yeah oh my gosh i do not mean to tangent one more time this this thought will not go that you're much good. that not for, <laughs> that far don't give bond like an escape route i mean for us like you know give bond an escape route because we want to see it but like if you're a bond villain like they put them in the helicopter and they're like and in a minute it'll eject and explode and it's like you right. know that he'll get out yeah
0: yeah like he needs yeah. 58 seconds to escape
1: <laughs> yeah like you know that this they'll do it so I don't know it's the best it's an efficiency problem but it's not my money so you <laughs> yeah. know it's fine you know do it I'm gonna double down on this on this
2: tangent <laughs> uh, I would love to see the idea. That you justify them doing that because the villain is secretly like in love with Bond and he always, even yes. though, even though he wants to kill him for his own like grander purpose, but he secretly loves him. So therefore he always gives him an out.
1: <laughs> You've both seen that Mike Snow music video, right? Oh, for well, Genghis Khan. Yes. Great music video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. You're totally right. That is it. Where it's just like I just love to watch you dance. <laughs> <laughs> Kate, if you I haven't appreciate seen that. that you got to watch it. I will. It is it is it's like it is like the subtext of every Bond film. Like really. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're completely correct. Love, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I love I love this cover. I it, it I like that it just has this gothic Creepy feeling, these giant dolls, statues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the extra thing that makes it really haunting is that there's giant, like, blocks, letter blocks. So it's yeah, sort of so
1: odd. Yeah. 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 That's very alarming. A giant statue baby is playing with those.
0: <laughs> Speaking of creepy babies, some of the ghosts of the first page of this thing are.
2: Are we going to talk I about mean, sperm baby?
0: Yeah, that, I just love guy, his
2: design. That baby, let's get right into <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> uh, so, like, P. Craig Russell, he's got these like fun, psychedelic y kind of swirly twirly ghosts in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. A lot of like sword stabbing. I don't, I would assume this nun holding a frog with a sword through her throat has some actual. Uh, lore behind her i couldn't find i I mean i did a two second google and couldn't find anything right away but pretty cool striking visuals there Mm -hmm. basically it's like hey at, at night in prague all these ghosts come out and you get some pretty sweet visuals of like yeah they're just haunting the streets yeah and there's a really fun one of a ghost holding uh some scissors who is literally cutting the border between <laughs> mm-hmm. two panels and yeah it's it's very cool the baby i don't know what's up with this
2: baby. i mean let's can we talk about the real quick the i mean i love the baby one there's some he's i just like his he looks almost like he belongs in a doctor seuss book In a weird, like if Dr. Seuss did a really creepy book. (laughs) Like
1: the baby that saved trees. And you're (laughs) like,
2: yeah, good baby. (laughs) Yeah. I think the creepiest one is, is this ballerina, I'm assuming, or a woman in a dress with creepy feet, and then holding a condom. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Whatever happened to that lady that caused her death, Uh, it's, Here's the
2: thing is, I think the swordplay, and maybe I'm wrong on this. It implies to me that, like, because I think the majority of people that stick around or, like, mythology-wise, ghosts, the reason ghosts are around is because they have unfinished business. And it's Mm -hmm. sort of implying that being murdered or having an unlike like, not justice to your death has kept mm-hmm. everybody like lingering. And that's sort of what I'm picking up off this.
1: I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause also like our scissor friend and if it turns out this person did bad stuff, then they're no longer our friend. So I actually disavow <laughs> that term is like, I guess sleeping with the fishes. In yes, right? Yeah. That's a great, I love that catch uh, that is cool and then the fish themselves get little ghosts which is like very great because it's like the moment I guess it's like a cat like yeah there's like that sense of injustice or tragedy or evil is what's trapped mm-hmm. and that's the ghost which is great <laughs>
0: That's super neat. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then there's like this bishop just rising up from the street. You're like, I don't want to know more. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen enough here. Thank you. Uh,
0: and then you, yeah. I love these awesome puppet depictions of some of the same figures mm-hmm. too. Like implying that like the lore of like people know about these ghosts. People right. in Prague are like, yeah, these are part of like uh, the city's culture, and mm-hmm. uh, it's
1: really it's cool. It's just like oh, scissor guy. Yeah, Caesar you know that, guy. Up. Yeah,
2: I was there when we we sunk him in the river.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was on us. That's a, it's a fun tale that we did. It's a fun <laughs> crime that we all did, unless he deserved it. Did in nice which case,
0: foreshadowing. Of, oh, yeah. Then he had a. Comment. But it's
1: also capital punishments. I don't know. This actually, yeah, it's, it's like amusing. Really, yeah, Lot to tackle.
2: <laughs> I love that. There's one of them in that fourth panel on the first page that's just completely engulfed in flames. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. man, that
0: guy got burned alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> Woo! I like this one on top of the roof, too, that's, like, stepping off, holding his face yeah. in despair. It's creepy. Oh, just, good, it's fun.
1: Good ghost There's a stuff. lot
0: happening, but it's very, like, clear. Like, I think that this style mm-hmm. of P. Craig Russell is, yeah, it's... It gets the the images across pretty clearly and in a fun, concise way, while still having like a lot of hidden little things to find, like a lot for right. your eye to to find. Yes. Uh. Yeah. And like even in the, it shows you like this professor of occult studies, mm-hmm. like the decor, the ornamentation on the furniture in his office or whatever <laughs> is just
1: you, like you want to look at that for like a full minute. It really do Yeah. There's like a taxidermy beast with multiple mouths. Right. That you get like, that's in your like peripheral vision. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that chair has like a very Cthulhu sort of creature on the top of it. It's Mm -hmm. very
3: disturbing. I would hate, I would hate if this guy asked
2: me for a drink at his house.
1: Right. (laughs) Because what if you said no? (laughs) Right.
3: (laughs)
2: Send one of these little creatures after me.
1: Like I insist you, you come for the drink, and you're like, "This is my point." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is why I.
0: This is all before the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now we get the vampire frog. It's we get.
1: Um, I also so love cool. that like the it's like the the coloring of this story is so beautiful, and like we go from all this really creepy art to the land of the living, which is still creepy art. It's just daytime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just so beautiful. What a great little thing.
0: It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And, like, we get sort of a quick backstory from it, a very convenient historian mm-hmm. who lets us know that there was... He kind of tells us about the vampire Prague. He was, like, a big gambler alive during the plague. And uh, eventually he, you know, everybody, all of his gambling partners died. So he yes. had to, like play with the dead. <laughs> he struck up a game with the dead, and for that offense he was cursed and to this day, each night he wanders the city seeking victims. So he'll play them in a in a game. And if they beat him, then he gets to like cross over, move on. And if he wins, he slurps up their blood <laughs> and then enter Hellboy in nineteen eighty two. He like walks into this like crazy ornately <laughs> carved like layer of this vampire with like a fun coffin that has like a spade carved into it yeah with like all these different like glasses different like vessels to drink blood out of and then it's almost like a cute bat that's licking lapping
1: up some of the blood that's left over yeah also does the bat have their own little bed next to the coffin. Am I seeing that right?
2: Oh, you're... It It definitely
1: looks like a little
0: baby, Ben. (laughs)
1: Like some small... Yeah.
0: I would assume, yeah. He's like, my favorite bat was sleepy. (laughs) Pretty cool. I like this depiction of Hellboy, too. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I
2: really like that first close-up. Very particularly. Mm -hmm. Right after what looks like the bat is waving at him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) 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 he's almost doing that like misdirection like a Bugs Bunny esque like what's over there and then it's like a cloud of bats flies at me that's great he's like trying to find his talismans or trying to find something he searches and finds this big grenade and then we get a really fun cut back to some like BPRD, uh, you know, weapons engineer being like, OK, so here's the 40 grenade and it's really <laughs> good. It'll get you out of a jam. Here's the 50. Never <laughs> use it near a human. Never use it near buildings like, you know, just being like, don't use this. I barely want to give it to you. Uh, don't mix them up. OK, cut to Hellboy chucking the 50. <laughs> <laughs> and just blowing up this like entire building wiping it off the city block and his like clothes are basically incinerated too and completely gone so that's like a fun very like f- very like this is like a zany one almost mm, i
2: agree 100%
0: you know for like i feel like you know funny stuff will happen in especially in these like side issues that are like Freak of the week, sort of like Hellboy is just on a standard mission to go find some monster in a random town. Like these these occur fairly frequently. This one is like particularly silly and which right. in a really fun,
1: great way. I also yeah. love like I think this is my favorite. There's a lot actually, that's not true. There's so many things I love about Hellboy. Like the world, the art, uh, the way that like the the comic book. You know, panels play out uh, and tell a story. But I think tonally, my favorite thing is Hellboy's like day to day exhaustion. Yeah. Of like the uncanny and the unusual and the ethereal. And then Hellboy just being like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> right, yeah. right.
0: It's like God I gotta take care of this. <laughs> this I like, gotta
1: It's like another day at the office where it's like, oh, I didn't load the toner right. Except it was I threw right. the fifty.
0: And yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like so relatable in the context of vampires. It's so That's the great. perfect
0: analogy, dude. Right? yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's right.
1: You nailed it.
0: <laughs> and I think that's what like I mean from every intro from another artist or writer who talks about Mike Mignola, it just the more and more you hear about Mignola, the more you feel like, oh, he's just straight up hellboy. He's like a, a nice dude who has like a cranky side. who's like a little bit of right. like, oh, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think in yeah. every
2: interview, it feels like Mignola loves his cr- like his craft. But it also mm-hmm. yeah. it feels like, oh, he. He gripes about doing it every day before he does Mm -hmm. it. In
0: like a charming (laughs) way, though, you know, in a way that's like, oh, you clearly have love for this thing. In the same way, Hellboy, you know, I'm sure he enjoys his job. (laughs) Yeah. But Mm -hmm. it's also, you know, it's like, oh, man, I got to get all my clothes got blown. I got to get a new duster. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
1: (laughs)
0: my jacket was custom made to fit my tail. (laughs) Right,
1: right. You can't just walk into like a Macy's.
0: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Can I get a? He's not going (laughs) to Burlington Coat Factory.
2: Oh, he has shorts on. Never mind. I thought he was naked for a moment, but I realized he has his shorts survived the blast.
0: He's got the same kind of tailor as the Hulk. <laughs> right. Like, oh, right. you managed to still cover your dick. <laughs> right.
1: Reed Richards was like, "Hellboy, listen. <laughs>
0: yeah, here's a scrap of fabric that's indestructible." <laughs> I love the design of these cards too. I think they look cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. They got cool numbers. A on. lot of a lot of what I love is
2: like the close-ups that P Greg Russell has yeah. done. Like even that close-up of the Ace, it's just yeah. It it really immerses you into the his art really quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. It moves you through the thoughts so fluidly. It's just so well done. And like like you're saying, like you pull in and it's card and then Hellboy reacting and like looking up to something. I also love a goofy looking monster. <laughs> like maybe yes. more than anything in the world. And this vampire just with like his like Silly face (laughs) Yeah, You can tell he really did Justice
0: to the puppet That Mignola saw like I'm sure It looks just like this It's
1: just like a guy's face You know like it's nothing like it's a Coen Brothers Like background actor Is the way I would describe This vampire also happens to have Wings will later like jump out but Like there's nothing like cat like Or dragon like or whatever About this vampire it's just Yeah he's just like
0: a goofy uh, the bug eyedness is really
1: (laughs) who would you see at John's at like (laughs) 11.58pm like casually shopping for groceries that's this vampire Uh, (laughs) the kind of
0: guy who you make eye contact with for a second you're like oh oh, hi I'm sorry and the guy's like I'm not mad at you I'm sorry. This is it. my face. <laughs>
2: it's my face. I
0: have resting vampire face. <laughs> and I have tiny
2: wings. I know they're tiny. I, <laughs> I love know. that the I've wings. wings.
0: I, I also love that the wings are kind of like they're they change size. Yes. Like they're they're they have this like mm-hmm. fluid quality where it's like at, at one point they're like teeny tiny and very funny looking, and then he the next page he's. Bouncing around ricocheting off of rooftops with Hellboy and they're like a little bit larger like mm-hmm. they seem to trans transform for him as needed which is a very fun detail I think, I think
2: it's a great detail and I' all, like th- this is me reading into it a lot or giving a lot to it that's not on the page but because we see them and they're small immediately it, it almost is like a cool thing of like if this vampire can't fully hide his wings. Mm. but I like that detail if that's like, it's like, yeah, I I try to hide them, but they just
0: get small. (laughs) Like he can't deny that he's a vampire. You know, (laughs) it's like his true nature at this point where it's like, yeah,
1: it's obvious like that a lot. I actually like that idea of like monsters and stuff. Cause I think my favorite universal monster is probably creature from the black lagoon because Gil is just. Gil, there's no like yeah. you can't sneaky sneak around it. Um, yeah, and even he's if you, not like putting on a hat, <laughs> right? And you know, going into an the trench coat, like hello. Yeah. If you, as you can see on my resume, I am proficient in Microsoft Word. Like, there's no <laughs> way that Gil could sneak around civilization. And there's something very I like about that. Whereas, like a lot of vampires have just been like, I'm a handsome person.
0: Yes, right. And
1: you're like, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, (laughs) great. I like the idea of, like, no matter what, like, even with, like... Whatever augmentation, magic augmentation. It's like I saw will have little wings on my neck.
0: <laughs> it's so fun. More
1: monstery. I like it. Um, I also love this panel of like them in the background <laughs> just fighting. Yes. Yeah. Just, like, quietly yeah, like fighting down in the, the distance. Alley. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's very even the like um I love the detail of the speech bubble being a little obscured by right. the yes. doorway. You get the it's a very like cinematic move because you can hear the fight. You can like hear mm-hmm. it like echoing Way down this alley, like, echoing off the walls of the buildings. And then, like, you imagine it, like, dissipating as they go past that doorway. You know, it's like, you can totally hear it. It's so, like, it's in surround sound, this panel. It's Mm -hmm. so fun.
2: Yeah, and I think with that whole, the whole feel of this fight... You, you already referenced them, Omar, with the look of our vampire of the Coen brothers, but it does feel like a little bit of like the Coen brothers zaniness, even like raising Arizona this fight.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not glamorous, it's not choreographed and rehearsed. It's like right. <laughs> yeah. it's like messy and like the punches just sound kinda wet. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's just such it's just such a blast. Especially compared to these like beautiful statues. That are like moments in time captured, and then you just see Hellboy struggling, (laughs) like grabbing cloth and being like, "Please just die, just." um." Totally.
0: (laughs) I think you nailed it there, Omar. Where it's like there's the statues are such a great foil to how like they're so static Mm -hmm. and and like looming over quietly, like with this like haze falling over the city, and then there's all this crazy manic kinetic movement with. Hellboy fighting that is like completely juxtaposed (laughs) against this background of like a beautiful city at night that's like just
1: otherwise peaceful and quiet. In fact, they break a statue, right? Like they snap that flag. Yeah, they snap
0: the flag. (laughs) It, It almost makes you think. like you can almost hear the this carved figure being like my flag.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks a lot you guys.
0: Like great. (laughs) Always breaking my flag. Um, And then they fight into... They approach the window for this puppet shop that is there, and Mm -hmm. they're continuing to, like, hey, 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 look out. (gasps) Like, you get the fun hissing. And then this great reaction shot, almost as though the puppets are watching the fight. Mm -hmm. They all have, like, these, like, surprised eyes, and then they come crashing into the into the puppet shop you get a real fun little baby devil boy mm-hmm. spooking hellboy that's a fun <laughs> detail <laughs> as he's like creeping over his shoulder it's such a good joke it's just so funny very silly
1: <laughs> just hellboy actually getting scared by a little hellboy
0: Hellboy grabs a pane of glass and slices off the vampire's head, completely beheading him. And his head goes like, donk, 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 and like falls down. One of the little puppets drops teeny tiny little cards and then Hellboy holds them in his right hand of doom. Mm -hmm. And they look even smaller,
1: which is just like, and he's just like, ooh. He's got a hand and it's just like, you can't even read it. Like, he's just yeah. like struggling <laughs> to hold them.
0: It's so funny. And it's like such a silly way to incorporate the story that the historian laid out, where it's like, you have to beat him in cards. Mm-hmm. That's the only way to do it. So as, yeah, as this vampire's dissolving, turning skeletal. And then, like, at first you're like, oh, well, he's beheaded. I guess in this, you know, in this reality, that's one way to completely kill a vampire. Mm -hmm. But no, a little serpent emerges (laughs) from the, like, dust of his skull, coils up, Has this great little sound effect for wings popping out, uh, turning him into this little dragony figure, like, yeah, exactly, (laughs) and Hellboy's just like, oh, you slippery bastard, like, (laughs) yeah, thought he had him, but no. So Hellboy sees like that now that the vampire has transformed, his cards have fallen, and we see that it's a it's a straight, you know, it's a Mm -hmm. like a small straight here with the with the spades, and Hellboy's like, ha. Full house. Full <laughs> mass. Screams it. So you don't know, you know, it's a combination of things that this vampire dies from. His his curse is fulfilled mm-hmm. by Hellboy beating him with the in the hand of cards. And then also he has his body has been destroyed. And then, of course, the sun's rising, mm-hmm. clanging and binging and bonging. And he finally is hit by a ray of sun, smacks into something, explodes into dust, and we kind of zoom back like we zoom out to see that it's a statue of Jesus that's on this bridge. Well, it's the first image too that uh, the comic, the story starts with,
2: in that silhouette. Right, we saw
0: this silhouetted against the like the night sky in the beginning, and now we see as the sun's rising with these beautiful, like, angelic rays coming over the statue of Jesus. <laughs> Hellboy tosses the cards into the, into the river. There you go. <laughs> like, job done. Uh, so yeah, super fun little just like one encapsulated story that is yeah zany as hell it like is. one of the cartoonier issues for sure especially like we've had a couple of like short little like bprd shorts that feel like very mm-hmm. silly like this but it's it's fun it's like a fun sigh of relief against the main story of hellboy that's happening which is like becoming more and more serious and more and right. more like world ending sort of storylines are starting to get pulled together So it is nice to be like, flashback to the 80s when Hellboy was just having fun on the job. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I love the the page before the last, looking at it as we reread it again, everything about this, the colors, the rhythm, the idea that he has a weird close up of this, this, this this rooster, and it says "cock a doodle doo," <laughs> the bong bong, yeah. and the, like the colors of the circles. It almost feels like intentional or not intentional. It it feels like a full like homage to, in a weird sense. To Looney Tunes, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh yeah, exactly
1: what I was thinking. It's so like Porky Pig just pops out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he's literally telling us without introducing Porky Pig, saying, "That's all, folks. It's the end." <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> zany as hell. <laughs>
2: but it works even though it's zany and different like you said it works
1: <laughs> I think oh yeah something I really like and I, I feel like Guillermo del Toro does this uh like a lot but you also kind of see it in like David Lynch stuff and then like you know to s- scoot over to poetry I feel like Sylvia Plath like drops this every so often not every so often in, in like every poem <laughs> but like the everyday stuff is actually the weird stuff so you spend all this time with this like creepy smoky gothic fight and he's like puppets that are maybe real like clearly they're just getting tangled up because of strings but like I don't know man like that dude with the scissors is really hanging on tight and then when we get to the daytime which is supposed to be safe and quote unquote normal it's like a cartoon it's like (laughs) so (laughs) odd and ridiculous and like it's more uncanny and I just really like that I just really like this like the scariest panel for me is this rooster popping up (laughs) this like buggy eyes just like like screaming, full, at you it.
0: get a full blown cockadoodle doo, <laughs> yeah.
1: The, and who knows how long that cockadoodle doo goes because it leaves the mm. page, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what a nightmare! Like, the daytime seems horrible, <laughs> right? Prague is a weird place, <laughs> very weird.
0: Have you guys ever been to Prague?
2: I've Not never yet. been, me neither, yeah. me neither. People say it's beautiful. I've, s- I've watched movies that take place in Prague and read comic mm. books that take place in Prague. That's
0: it. I hadn't really seen a lot of stuff from Prague until I read this. And then I started, like, Googling all the, you know, all the statues and stuff. I was like, oh, this is so pretty. I've never, right. Yeah.
1: Now this might be, like, a bigger thought outside of, like, the comic, but real quick, just to... I feel like there's something... I really like when you get to, like, the creepy aspects of places and when, like, especially when this one, like, this is sort of you know made up lore and stuff for the most part but like this town seems to really like adopt their ghosts as like a part of the culture Mm -hmm. and accept them as a part of the culture to the point where they're making like little like fun kids toys with them i feel like the like we need to do that a little bit more in the u.s and the 90s had like during the x-files height we had sort of that where we're like, oh, Mothman, and everyone knew Mothman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were like, lo- and like, I feel like, you know, Bigfoot and stuff is a great example. We're just like, we love the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's something where if we had more creepy stuff, because when it's Halloween time and we get to all live in our little Hellboy week, it's such a blast. Like we have such a good time. It's so like weird and eerie and you know Buffy-esque. I don't know. I just feel like if more small towns had that without having like, you know, like racist implications and like, you know, Lovecraft county stuff (laughs) involved. And it's more of like, oh, these are the puppets of the five ghosts that live in town. If I like, you know, you went to like some Oregon place and they had that, I'd be like, I love it here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And those things are just it's it just makes I think, yeah, you're right. I think that's like a bigger problem in general is just like like sort of smaller like cultural things of like areas get lost have been lost a lot of times over time right i don't know i, I don't know how to better articulate how you said it <laughs>
1: <laughs> no you're right it does like it it does get scrubbed out because that's got to be like a big thing whereas like i don't know you go to like a town like i went to uh winchester virginia for a film festival and uh the hosts there were talking about at the winchester book uh gallery they they were talking about how there's everyone has a ghost story because it was such a civil war town like it got like oh it changed sides more times than there are days in the civil war And so there was just so much going on there that they're just like everyone has seen a ghost. There's like just so much tumultuous history here. And something about that was just like, oh, everyone's in all the ghost stuff. This is cool. I mean, it's terrible (laughs) that the Civil War happened, but like, (laughs) like it was just something about it that I was like, this is a cool uniting, like supernatural thing that you did. Like we can't fight. Or take sides it, on. Yeah,
0: I think in like a mod in the modern world, it's like a rare thing to have just like. Oh, a f- town full of people are like, yup, this part is haunted, man. <laughs> <Right? But> like, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. like preserves a bit. I mean, you know, not to like belittle the origin of the ghosts, like the like you said, like not to like snub my nose at the Civil War, but it like <laughs> yeah. the idea of like a whole town be, being like ghosts are real here. It, it like preserves a bit of like magic in a, in its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. And it can't be yeah. shuttled out where we're like, oh, yeah, same in Sacramento. They're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Civil War was not fought in Sacramento. So, yeah, there's something about that. And I just like when it's like a part of something. And I just love the fact that, you know, we got to talk about this little story that the stakes are seemingly so low. The, the biggest damage that's done is like a flag, <laughs> a stick and like a, a shop window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the re- and then it's just like this crazy, amazing, huge story, but it's also, you know, taken care of in the, what seems to be like a matter of an hour.
2: Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I, I have to agree with all those notes. And I think that's what I love about the Hellboy universe in general is two, twofold, like the working class aspect of Hellboy and the BPRD. I love mm-hmm. that. And also that he In this world that's sort of very parallel to our own, there's, he's just accepted that he exists, that this supernatural world exists. There's never really ever, they don't waste time with people going like, "Oh, what? Now we have to over explain like why this exists or have a reaction as if Mm -hmm. this never existed. It's just, it's just a given in the world. That yeah. Hellboy and, and these things all are part of our world.
1: That is so, because that's how you get to have like the office level mundanity of it. Because if you did have yeah. to stop and be like, so here's how vampires work. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole thing. Whereas like the, you lose that joke of like, and now I'm a little dragon bat. And you're like, <laughs> oh God, I thought I rid <laughs> of this guy. <laughs> it's just like, it is like, a, it's almost like a chore. Like it's a very cool chore, but it is like a little bit like a chore. <laughs> because we accept it. We're like, yeah, of course, you got to fight the vampires.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. I love that all of them. so it. true. Those are great thoughts. Um, do we have any favorite panels or dialogue or anything that stood out that you particularly enjoyed or loved about this, this
0: story? I guess uh, I like the sequence of him being told not to use the big grenade and then him <laughs> using it. <laughs> I thought that was just fun. Yeah. And then instantly using it. It really kicks off the craziness for the rest of the issue, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah,
2: and it double downs on how much of a Looney Tunes world we're existing in for this issue. Because who, like, the idea that you, I get that, like, every, like, device these days has a number to it. That's just, it's how you're going to categorize things. But the idea that you put the number on all the grenades, the 40, mm-hmm. the 500, or the 50 <laughs> is so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like in this world of this issue, money bags still exist, you know, that just have dollar signs on them.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so like 60s spy kind of cartoony movie thing.
2: <laughs> uh I mean, I have to be just, uh just for our podcast sake, I think my absolute favorite panel is that aw crap one. I, mm-hmm. I and mean, not just because he's saying aw crap, it is great. Gotta love it. But I think that, that, I like a lot of the mini, a lot of my favorite panels in this issue are how when P. Greg Russell really makes something as simple as this. Like I love that elongated panel because you go from like looking at the bats going down to his all crap and then to his expression. It's just mm-hmm. such a cool, it's just a beautiful little simple panel. And I think that as well as when we first saw the, the pop-up snake when you that when you yes. see that elongated panel yeah. i think with the poink poink with the pops of the wings coming out is so good <laughs> it's
1: awesome and that path too you just get it <laughs> yeah the skull cracks and it's just the sound of a little snake being birthed into existence <laughs>
2: Yeah, his, his choice of uh, sound effects is pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I would elect uh, to toss out uh, the panel just in terms of a panel with no context if you could just share it with someone who hasn't read this. Just Hellboy holding up the cards and yelling to a <laughs> bat, full house dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> very good.
0: Uh, That's an excellent pick.
2: Very
1: good. it's just like what could have led to this Uh, so good
2: and it's one of my favorite uses of boom we've had boom and it's a classic I love it feels like P. Craig Russell's like yeah I read this everybody loves the boom and I'm gonna make the biggest boom possible at this point Mm. Mm -hmm. he came to the table going I'm gonna outdo every boom
1: (laughs) (laughs) you flip the page and you're like oh (laughs) <laughs> it's
2: it's, it's, a good, it's a delightful little read I love it
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it was very fun <laughs> Cool, that is it for that issue I mean, unless we have any other final thoughts about it
0: That's pretty much it I mean, does it make you think of anything that you would recommend Based on this issue? I have some It could be like anything Ooh. Yeah, what are, what are you thinking? I mean, immediately I have
2: you. If you haven't seen it uh, Hopefully it still holds up Um, I think it's a very funny movie um, and uh, is in Bruges. If you've ever seen the movie in Bruges. Yeah. It's where I actually really found Colin. uh, Is it Colin Farrell? I think he really came into his own in this movie for me. Mm -hmm. And Brandon Gleason is always amazing. It's really like Martin Martin McDonough. I like him as a playwright a lot. Uh, I think. Three billboards has some stuff I like, but then some of it I don't. But in mm-hmm. Bruges is really like him, like his peak, and for me, of a as a funny, also, you know, he's sort of crass but also a thoughtful writer, and that takes. Mm-hmm. I I mainly reference it because that movie takes place in in I believe is it is is Bruges in Prague or near Prague or similar to Prague. I feel like they're similar, and that's why I'm thinking of it. I could, they could be completely different, but they feel like with a city with a lot of history and ornateness right. about their architecture, they just, it ma- this story makes me think of that movie a lot. I believe it's in Belgium,
1: but it is like very like gothic yes.
0: It's me not. Yeah. Yet. You're right, Maria. Belgium. Yeah, I oh. think you're right. You're, you are I got it. lucky. There is a very good chance that I was not correct A a big brain
2: As you can tell I don't know where anything is in the world Um, We're going to Europe
0: We're in Europe And
2: I don't know like I like a good I like a different vampire story So I think the other movie reference would be Let the right one in Mm -hmm. Just cause they just They sort of play with the genre Rather than just you know Do like as you said Omar Make everything sort of
1: sexy and appealing (laughs) Right right And this one, it's like, you're going to get attacked by cats.
0: (laughs) I always think, I mean, I think of like Shadow of the Vampire with Willem Dafoe, which is basically like, it's like a behind the scenes of Nosferatu, (laughs) basically, where it's like really silly. But yeah, I think like Willem Dafoe brings like a fun silliness slash like menacing, murderous quality to the vampire character. when. Uh, it's been a while since i watched it. Maybe I'll rewatch it. I'll do like a, I got some homework now.
1: It's like, yeah, it's like so funny where it's like they actually got a vampire, right? That's the. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> For the movie, it's like, yeah, this is a film. This is my actor. But it's like, yeah, your actor's going to suck my blood. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's. I did find that movie delightfully strange and weird and oddball. So it's a good Yeah, pick. <laughs> I uh,
1: I've got two for sure. Two vampire things, and then maybe some other things. I think that I'm just uh, yeah. going through this in my head. Also, I just pulled this up. Becky Clunan worked on this. That's great. So let me mention this. The Buffy like Dark Horse comics back in the day had yeah. a lot of like ongoing stories, but also just like one offs. And uh, a collection's called Tales of the Vampires. Ooh and Sweet. has a lot of very, like, Mike Minola, like, inspired art and stuff. Uh, I don't know, like, Tim Sally like, worked on it. And it's... Uh, did Mike work on this one? I don't think so. It's, like, a bunch of poly and everything. But it's, like, vampire stories that some of them are very dark, but also some of them are very funny. Like, there's one where, just to sell you all on this, like, a vampire gets, like, a working heart because that's why vampires can't go into the sun is that they don't have, like, hearts that pump blood. And so cool. a vampire makes this like steampunk heart and then goes out in the sun, and then it's just like, it is too hot. And that's it. <laughs> 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 that's the issue. <laughs>
0: I love that. Like, finally I can go out into the sun. Oh, God. It's Actually, I don't out like here. This. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I love that. And, terrible. Terrible. Uh, I also just crunched through the entire series, uh, the two seasons that exist right now of what we do in the shadows. Very fun. It is such a blast. Oh, yeah, and dude.
0: The so boring
1: fun. vampire stuff, like them going to a city council meeting, <laughs> was is just bread and butter. It's so
0: great. <laughs> and just like cursing out the whole like every member of the city council, like you will <laughs> rue the day. I forget what the words are, but it was so good. Yeah.
2: Isn't that, is that Colin? No, that's uh. Which one is it? I always I was about to say Colin Robinson, but it's not that. Who says that? Which one does?
0: That's the, his the character Sandor. Name, oh
2: man, oh. yeah, I'm
0: thinking character yeah. name too. The
2: yeah, that show's so funny. The the lead, the vampire the that's the woman vampire is so fucking brilliant.
1: Nacha, oh Naja's my god, so good, constantly in stitches. Like it is just such a nonstop funny show.
2: And I I mean Matt Barry is. I've always liked Matt Berry, but just the idea of him saying bat before he changes is will always make me giggle.
0: So good. How do you turn into a so bat? Dumb. I just say it. <laughs>
1: Something about it, just like that cavalier, like, uh, I'm confident, but also that's a good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> delivery that only Matt Berry can deliver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, man. Very um, good. And then other than that, uh, I kind of I'm going to throw out like Gotham by Gaslight. I've heard about this cool. and never read it. And I've
2: it's like on a list, a long list of things I need to read. So tell us about it's it. It's
1: like obviously like, you know, fans of, of this show would like it because it's, you know, Mike Munoz also worked on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's sort of like a creepy. We use Lovecraft a lot. So I'm going to veer away from that. what I'm going to say is like it's a I mean, while it is like some stuff is directly inspired by like post Lovecraft art. It's, like, as if it's Gotham in, like, a Victorian era, I guess, like, generally, and uh, Batman is sort of in, like, a Hellboy-esque position to, like, like, track down a lot of these criminals that are doing weird stuff, and it's, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give anything away, but it is just, like, very smoky and dark and odd, and the docks are kind of, like, frozen over, and it's that kind of vibe. So, it's not necessarily funny, but if you want to see a very interesting Mike Mignola take on... Batman. I I really enjoy it. It is very creepy,
0: and it's just cool. Like it, and and that's also P. Craig Russell is the inker on that.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. What a great connection, Omar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so right down the lane there. Yeah, I went with a real lazy yeah, recommendation. Nah, nah. <laughs> no way. Not yeah, at all. it's it's very fun. Yeah, 19th I century. I just love for, a yeah. book
0: that's in black and white too. It's just fun as as somebody who like draws. I'm like it. it kind of. It's nice to see something sparse in it, but right. in a good way, like Right, because then you draw cool. your attention
1: to like one or two things, and yeah. it's just yeah. So it's it's always good to see. I I like creepy Batman.
0: <laughs>
2: oh yeah, yeah. I like a good Batman. That like he's
0: creepy man. Yeah,
2: when an artist <laughs> really elongates him and does weird things with his shape, mm-hmm. it really conveys like how he can be. Because like I get, I think we are more in the era now. Scott Snyder sort of brought back a little bit of the creepiness of him, but
1: Right. still
2: like cinema and stuff is, I mean, Scott uh, Snyder or Zack Snyder tried to do this, but I think still kept a little bit of more of that bro ish, like how he's just like, I kick ass. And right. we've sort of left a little bit of the fear element of him behind a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I love when an artist can really convey that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like Legends of the Dark Knight stuff where you're just like these crazy long ears and stuff like that mm-hmm. on the suit. And you're like, oh, you're a,
0: what's it? Hey oh, Mike Mignola, Mike Mignola pencil batman noir. Oh, really? Yeah. This is a full blown. This is an excellent this is it. recommendation, dude. Oh, this is yeah. It right here. <laughs>
1: this that's is so cool. they made I believe uh DC made a film out of this, an animated movie, and I think one of my neighbors is a voice actor in it. Oh wow. <laughs> just oh that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, all all just great things. Also I mean you you both cover this a lot, but I would also just like to throw out Hellboy 2, the movie. Never a yeah. bad time. Revisit Hellboy 2? So <laughs> uh, we'll be so revisiting fun.
2: it soon enough in this season. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, but that's that is exciting. Fun. It's a fun one.
1: Well, that's great. All those oh, are great yeah. suggestions, awesome Omar. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. But
2: for our listeners, if they want more from you, where can they uh, find you?
1: That's a great question. You can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter where I post about some stuff. And... Uh, <laughs> I just did a Kerber your enthusiasm ending, but I added the Kerber enthusiasm music, and so it's just two tracks, but they're a little off, <laughs> and it sounds terrible. So if you're into, <laughs> if you're into those kind of shit posts, um, that's definitely a place where you can find them. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that is great. And that's I I suppose, and then like other stuff. Like again, like if you want to watch episodes of uh, El Rey Nation, you can find that on Amazon and iTunes. I recommend the episode where I try to talk about Beast Wars, and everyone makes fun. Of me uh, (laughs) for loving Beast Wars too much and how I pronounce Cicada. Is Beast Beast Wars
2: Transformers or am I wrong?
0: No, you're correct. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was like the CGI TV show.
2: Yes, and yeah. The, I wanted
0: the cheetah one so
2: Optimus bad. Optimus oh, Prime Cheetor. is a gorilla, isn't I correct? Yes, I thought absolutely. that stuff yep. was cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's so it is apparently cool. Apparently, they're not the same. It's a complicated backstory, but regard, <laughs> it's a great. It's. listen. I'll go on for hours about Beast Wars if we get <laughs> if we rev up that engine. But yeah, and then thank you for questing. You can find anywhere podcasts are available. We've got. We're doing a fun little quarantine session right now where uh, we're doing a four-part um, where we visit a fake version of Disneyland called Hoppy Mouse Park, and uh, I'll just tell listeners of this a little sneak peek. We do go to It's a Small World and um, the dolls come to life. Amazing. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, Not unrelated to this episode. I love that. And that
2: sounds like one of the most terrifying things that could ever
1: happen to you. It's horrible. (laughs) It's absolutely a nightmare. Well, that's great.
2: Uh, Everybody out there, listeners, please follow Omar. Look at all that stuff. He's great. This has been a wonderful conversation and we want to hear from you out there. If you have any thoughts on the Vampire of Prague or anything we've covered in this episode or in past episodes you can reach out to us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com and we are on instagram at ah crap hellboy ah crap a hellboy podcast as well as twitter ah crap hellboy and you can please go on to whatever format you listen to us please uh subscribe rate and review Please go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review us there. And if you give us a five-star review that starts with the word boom, we will read your review right here on the podcast. We'll praise you. um, And any words that you give us uh, about our podcast with that rating and review, we call that boom reviews. So do that. But more importantly, thank you, Omar, for spending the day with us. Your thoughts uh, on this issue were very... uh, Wonderful. Thank you for taking the time out.
1: Thank you so much. I just enjoy spending time with the both of you so much and I'm fans oh. of all the things you do So and of the podcast, <laughs> so this is a dream come true. Oh, well, It was a Yay. dream for us as well. Uh, we really thank you. It,
2: it's always a delight to have a, a third voice and a, a great voice included. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Well, that's it, listeners. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. It's always a pleasure to have you and Remember,
3: we love you.
1: (laughs) That was awesome.